life, it hits quickly. One day you're plotting your all-nighters with your neighborhood friends, trying to decode adult whispers, maybe transforming couch cushions into impenetrable fortresses. The next day you wake up and you're off to work. No more pillow forts to be made, all-nighters playing video games, a long-gone memory of the past. And as we grow older, we stop exercising that childlike muscle. We lose sight of these little things, the simple things that can be found in our everyday life. This past week, I went on a week-long trip with my five-year-old daughter. And today, for episode 11, I'm going to cover 11 lessons I was reminded of by slowing down and seeing life through the lens of a five-year-old again. Today, we will remind ourselves how to be brave, live in the moment, face our fears, find beauty in the imperfections, and much more. Episode 11 of The Greatness Blueprint starts now. Now, before we dive into some of the lessons that I want to cover today, I want to talk to you a little bit about the origin of this trip we took, because I think it's one of those things that is uncommon. It's kind of a funny story. And so earlier this spring, had some family in town. My grandparents were visiting and they took us out to P.F. Chang's. And my daughter's not a big um, Asian food individual, but she loved the fortune cookie at the end of dinner. And so we were all open our fortune cookies and they were all pretty worthless, as you can imagine. But she pulled out a fortune cookie that was the crux of why we went on this trip. And in the fortune cookie, it said, very soon you will go on a special trip. And so all summer, she kept asking me about this special trip. And this had happened, you know, shortly after I was injured and ruptured my Achilles. And so early on, I wasn't really in the mood for planning a trip. I was worried about how I was going to get around with my Achilles recovery ongoing. And so I didn't schedule a lot of things. But as the summer progressed and she continued to ask, hey, dad, when are we going to go on this special trip? I knew I had to get something on the books. And so this past week, it was the last week before school starts, before she jumps into kindergarten and decided, you know, kind of on a whim to take her over to Seaside, Oregon, which is on the Oregon coast, right along the beach, little great little uh, coastal town. We spent five days there and it was just absolutely amazing. And on the way, we were able to swing by um, one of the Crater Lakes close to Bend, Oregon, and spend some time with my grandparents and my dad's family. And that was really great. And then got to go on further to the beach. So it all worked out really well. I got the special trip in right before summer ended and was able to learn a lot from spending that quality time with my daughter. So now that we have the backstory of why we went on this special trip to begin with, let's talk a little bit about the different lessons that we learned throughout you know, our, our adventures. And the first one is a balance beam story. And this was when we were camping. So the first weekend before we headed to the Oregon coast, we spent some time over at a place called East Lake Resort outside of Bend, Oregon. And we were in a little RV park staying with my grandparents in their fifth wheel. And, 
you know, within this campground, there were a variety of different campsites. And within each campsite, there was a big, long lodgepole um, pine tree that had been downed to separate each of the campsites. And being a kid, you know, she continued to walk along this really skinny uh, balance beam just to have fun and spend some time. And, and, and it was probably, I would say, 30 feet long. And at first, you know, she was just doing it on her own. Soon she realized it was a pretty cool accomplishment to make it all the way down that 30-foot log without falling off. And so was looking to get uh, people to clap for her and get some of that attention. But, you know, even when nobody was watching, she was having a great time. And she, I could hear her just hyping herself up. Oh, I got this. I got this. And even high-fiving herself when she made it across and nobody else was looking. And I think this resonated with me and it's so important is we often look for this external validation that what we're doing is important and valuable. And instead, having that within yourself, that self-motivation without that constant need for validation is so important. And really, a large majority of our life, we are on our own. Nobody is in the stands cheering us on. Nobody's patting us on the back for the things we do. We must be able to be our own cheerleader, have our own motivation engine. And if you can do it when nobody is watching, a little cheering when you do it in the bright lights will be the icing on top. And so for our second lesson here, moving on to, we were going through and finding a bunch of obsidian. And if you don't know what obsidian is, it's a volcanic rock. It looks kind of like a black glass. Um, but it's formed from really hot volcanic activity and it was everywhere in our campsite, right? And it was pretty small at first. We could find little black obsidian rocks all throughout the campsite, but my daughter just loved it. And it's funny because back when I was a kid, my grandparents had obsidian in their driveway. And every time I'd go there, I'd get, you know, a handful of obsidian and I still have my obsidian collection sitting somewhere in my house. And so it was so funny to see my daughter have the same reaction, that same excitement for something that I loved so much as a child. But as we continued to find more obsidian, we're looking for bigger and bigger pieces. And the pieces that were easy to find within the campsite, they just became more and more scarce. And so we decided we we're going to go on some hikes up these different trails, me and her. Thank goodness my Achilles is recovering to the point where I can go on hikes and I'm approved for that. You know, but as we were hiking up these pretty steep trails, honestly, out of the camp, you know, we weren't having a lot of luck. And, you know, it wasn't like I was the one motivating her to go find this obsidian. This is something that she really wanted to do. And I was just there to be a part of it. And so as we were having these struggles to find more obsidian, her little voice, I'll never forget it. She was saying, hey, dad, it's okay. We're going to keep trying. We never give up, right, dad? And it was just so cute and such a good lesson that, hey, you know, you're going to face these, these challenges, these bumps in the road. You're going to be met with resistance on some of your adventures in life. And so being able to take it on the chin a little bit, tackle those challenges head on and, and not give up is such an important lesson to learn from, from my daughter. Last lesson from the camping trip is a, that I learned through playing pickup sticks. And, you know, as you play pickup sticks, it's such an interesting game. If you don't know what pickup sticks is, you have 
30 different colored sticks and you drop them on a hard surface, flat surface, you kind of see how they shake out. And then you're slowly pulling sticks out of the pile, not trying to move other sticks aside from the one that you're pulling out. And in this game, there is one black stick and it's worth more points than all the others. And my daughter loves going after the black, the black stick within the pickup stick game. And so as we were playing this game, I started to realize how advanced she was in the way that she was thinking. And so I started asking her, I said, Hey, Logan, what's your next move? She said, well, dad, I really want this black stick, but it was pretty far embedded under yellow and blue and orange and all these other sticks within the game. And she sat there for a second and then looked at all of the different sticks that she had to get out of the way to get to the black stick. And so she said, I'm going to move this blue stick. Then I'm going to get this other blue stick. And then I'm going to move this red stick. Then this yellow stick. Then I can flick the green stick and then I'll be able to get the black stick. And I was just blown away. A five-year-old with that level of thinking, thinking steps ahead and strategizing, even though it was just a game, it made me reflect to say, look, there's a lot of different things that we all have going on in our life, right? Whether you're planning how to start a business, maybe you're starting a podcast, trying to think steps ahead and not just reacting to what's in front of you allows you to get to the end result you want more easily. The next lesson that I want to cover is when we made it to the beach, to the Oregon coast. And there's a variety of different things that we did there. We spent a long time there. It was honestly one of my favorite trips ever. Just that quality time with her and being able to spend time on the beach. We were just walking distance to the beach and spent so much time out there. But the first lesson is around these sand hearts that we were drawing on the sand as we were walking along the beach. And, you know, we'd, we'd saw different initials. We saw people writing different things in the sand. And we thought, you know what, why not do that? And I saw Logan starting to write hearts in the sand. And then she asked me, she said, dad, aren't these going to get washed away? How do we keep them here forever? And it's a perfect opportunity to kind of highlight the importance of cherishing the moment, right? There are things like drawing a sand heart that are fleeting moments. But these moments build into lasting memories. So what we did instead is I said, hey, let's continue to draw hearts in the sand, maybe our initials, maybe our name. And sure, they're going to wash away tonight. We'll take some pictures, but we will always remember that in our hearts. And she loves that. And so she continued to draw sand hearts. She continued to draw dad and Logan in the sand. And just an important lesson to you know, cherish these moments. And to me, you know, as I reflected and as the waves kind of washed away our sand hearts, I realized we often forget that life is a culmination of fleeting moments, firsts and lasts that we don't realize in the moment. Time really stops for nobody, yet we often forget its significance. Take the extra time to soak in the moment because these moments in time are really all we have. This is your moment in time. You never know when something you are doing could be your last. For our next lesson, this was about building something within the sand. And often you go to the beach and you're looking to maybe build a sand castle. So you take some buckets, you take some different tools, maybe some shovels. And this time, you know, we thought, why not try to make something different? 
And so we ended up deciding on making a sand mermaid. And so this is something that we spent, you know, a good three hours on. We pulled a lot of mud out of the ocean. We dug a lot of sand into a big pile and then shaped it into a mermaid. We gathered a variety of different shells to decorate the fins and even put on some shells for the eyes and nose and mouth. Found some seaweed to make some hair and found a couple feathers to create a necklace and other things of that nature. But, you know, as we built this sand mermaid, similar to the sand hearts, we knew that this might not last forever, right? But instead of the sand washing away, we didn't realize it at the time that it would be something different that came and knocked down the sand mermaid. So we finished the sand mermaid. We went back to the house for a quick break from the beach, got some snacks. And then we came back later that evening and we went back to check in on the sand mermaid. And when we got there, we realized that somebody had come and stomped and destroyed the entire sand mermaid. They had torn it down. And to me, this, you're able to parallel this to a life lesson at the same time, right? Often when you create these beautiful things, whether it's your creations, whether it's your business, whether it's your family unit, there are going to be others out there that want to tear you down. Maybe they don't have that and they're jealous Maybe they are uncomfortable that you're changing and you're, you're, you're modifying your world and they are uncomfortable with that. Don't let others tear you down. Don't let them get to you by destroying your sand mermaid, right? Recognize that you built something great and continue on and make the next sand mermaid, right? And so the next day we said, look, we'll, we'll continue to make new things. We decided this time to make a starfish queen. So we had a starfish with a crown on it, did the same type of decoration, had a good time. But we also knew, you know, someone's probably going to come along and break it. But we know that we're going to continue to make beautiful things. Now for the next lesson, this was all about finding shells. And when we first got to the beach, you know, there weren't a ton of shells. It was a little bit of a private beach, so not a ton of people coming down, but there were some folks. And as you walk out to the ocean, you find little bits and pieces of kind of old shells, probably shells that people didn't really want. But when you're seeing them for the first time, right, you're like, man, I'm seeing a shell. I live in Idaho and I'm seeing this seashell that I don't see in my everyday life. And so you pick up all these shells that you find and you think they're awesome, right? Then you spend a little bit more time on the beach. Maybe you're there later in the afternoon and the tide goes out. And you're able to walk out into the sand, you see all of these perfect shells, right? Untouched, unbroken. No one's probably seen them because they're coming fresh out of the ocean. And it warps your expectation of what a good shell is, right? And so for me, I was starting to toss aside the imperfect shells. And my daughter, she said, Dad, that's a nice shell. What are you doing? Why are you throwing that? And so she'd pick up the shells, she'd put them in her bucket. And it made me realize, often we let these little imperfections push us away from realizing the true beauty, right? We're on the ocean, we're finding these little shells with a small chip in it. It's still a really cool shell. Appreciate that beauty. Don't toss it aside because something better is out there. 
that's a good parallel to life, right? There's going to be things in our life where we're all imperfect, right? All of our situations are imperfect. It doesn't mean we're going to toss it to the side. We can recognize some of those imperfections, but also recognize some of the things that do give that beauty. Next lesson from the beach was around ice cream, right? Classic ice cream cone, a staple of going to the beach. We were walking down the boardwalk, which is a little area where they have some carnival games in Seaside, Oregon. You know, they have bumper bumper cars and mini golf and some old carnival games that you're never going to win. But we had a good time. We got some ice cream and this was on our last evening before we le left on our last day. We decided to get some ice cream and Logan got chocolate. I got some huckleberry and we're just sitting on the boardwalk on this little bench, looking out into the ocean, recognizing just kind of the beauty of the sunset off in the distance. And if you think about a child and ice cream, often they're just going to scarf it down, not even really thinking about, Hey, you know, am I full? Am I not full? Where am I at? Instead, they just eat it and then they deal with the tummy ache later. Right. And, you know, sometimes Logan does that, but with, with ice cream, you know, we, we got ice cream twice and the same thing happened both times where she ate as much as she wanted to, which was still a good amount of ice cream, but said, Hey dad, I'm done. I'm done. I don't want any more. And she went and threw away her ice cream cone. And coming from a five-year-old like that, where she's able to understand moderation setting her own personal boundaries, knowing her limits. I think often when we get to adults, we kind of forget about some of those things, especially with our kids, we're trying to set their limits, right? Instead of letting them define their limits, giving them that ability to feel their own fullness, feel their own ability to say, no, I'm done. And instead saying, we're not going to have ice cream at all. And then it creates this bad perpetuation of, oh, I got to have ice cream. And then they scarf it down and then they have a tummy ache. So next time you're in that type of similar situation, whether it's you or whether it's with your kids, think about, you know, am I full? Am I just eating this down because it tastes good? Or do I actually need more here? The last lesson from the beach was with a street performer. And I'd seen this guy a couple times along the boardwalk over the first few days there. You know, he's playing a guitar and had his case out, you know, with some spare change in it, looking to make some, some extra bucks. And as we were sitting there eating our ice cream, he was playing out there on the edge of the beach. And I asked Logan, I said, Hey, do you want to give the street performer a dollar? I had an extra dollar from the ice cream cones. And she was so excited. She said, dad, I've never given money to a street performer before. This is awesome. And it was such a good reminder that often we forget about those little things, right? Giving back to somebody who maybe just needs a little boost and seeing that through the lens of a five-year-old to say, man, I'm so excited. You know, she gave that first dollar. We, we stood there, we listened to the music. She asked me, you know, dad, can I get some more money to throw in there? And so it was so cool to see that just natural joy of giving and kind of rediscovering one of those simple pleasures from a five-year-old. So honestly, the beach trip was so amazing. The weather was perfect. We had a lot of blue sky, which is lucky. The last day when we were coming home, 
there was a lot of rain. And so it was a sign that it was time to go, but learned so much, was able to spend really quality time with my daughter and had a great time. The last three lessons are from our trip from Seaside back to Boise, Idaho. And they all come from a Chick-fil-A. And we were driving back through Portland. We stopped at Chick-fil-A to get lunch. And as we were sitting down, there was a mom and a couple of her kids that sat down kind of right across from us. And as the kids were sitting down, they were being a little noisy as kids do, right? They're having lunch, they're Chick-fil-A, they're excited to go run in the play sets. They're gonna get some chicken nuggets, which is just a staple of, of being a kid, right? And she said, be quiet, sit down, which, you know, I, I get it, I understand. But at the same time, you know, that tone, I noted it in the moment, but didn't think too much of it. Then, you know, we sat down, my daughter decided that she wanted to go play in the playground. The other kids across the way did as well. They went in there and as they did, I saw my daughter kind of standing on the edge, a little bit nervous, a little bit confused potentially. And I asked her to come on out and see kind of what was going on. And she let me know that the kids, the girls that had just been sitting across the way from us had been calling her names. And it drew the comparison for me, right? As a parent, maybe not even as a parent, but as a parent or a leader in any way, your tone, right? The tone you use, whether it's for your kids or your team, is the tone that they use for other people. So are you setting the right tone as a parent? Your words have more influence than you realize in the moment. And I know it's easy to just yell at your kids and say, quiet down. But what is that going to do when they get in a similar situation and it's loud and they are lashing out at another kid? So be aware of the way you speak to your kids or your team and make sure that you are leading by example in the way you speak. Kind of paralleling off of that, it was a good opportunity for me to talk with my daughter, right? About the opinions of strangers, really, right? And so she came down and sat down and I said, look, these kids, sure, maybe they were calling you names. That's not nice of them. They're older kids. They shouldn't be doing that, right? But you'll never see them again, right? We're here in the Chick-fil-A in Portland. We'll never see these kids again. So don't worry about what they say. Just continue to play. And she took that, she went back into the playground, had a good time playing. And it was a good opportunity to say, look, you know, in life, not just at a Chick-fil-A, but anywhere, there are going to be people that say negative things about you, whether you're face-to-face -face or behind your back. That happens, that's part of life. Not everybody is going to be your biggest fan, but often the people that are talking about you don't know anything about you. Right? Whether they are strangers, uh, random people you know, maybe, it, maybe they're even close to you, but you, they don't know you as well as they think. Don't let what people say about you get to you. Right? You have that self-worth despite some of that external negativity. And the last lesson here is about confronting bullies. Right? And I didn't tell my daughter to do this, but in the Chick-fil-A, right? We had that conversation about the opinions of strangers. She went back in there on her own accord and went up and talked to those girls and said, Hey, why were you calling me names? 
And apparently they backtracked and said, oh, we were calling this other kid a name. And she came back to me and she said, dad, I didn't believe them, but I did talk to them about it. And I'm just going to keep playing. Which was amazing, right? A five-year-old with the courage to go confront the people that were calling her names. Not me telling her to do so, but she did so herself. So is there a confrontation in your life, a hard conversation that you're putting off? If a five-year-old can do it, so can you. It's amazing to me how the universe works in funny ways. I really had not planned it. I'd only put some notes down for the episode and realized that episode 11 had these 11 lessons that I learned through this trip. The universe really works in funny ways. Originally, I had wanted Logan to be on this episode and have her talk about some of the things that she's learned as she approaches kindergarten, but she was a little bit shy behind the camera, so didn't want to force it too much. We'll do that another day. I'd love to have her on the show. I think she's such a funny little girl and would have some funny things to say, but was able to take a lot of the lessons that she helped me see that we often forget as we grow older and you know put them into hopefully a way that's easy to comprehend and consume. And hopefully it resonates with you in some level. Today, try to look at a situation through the eyes of a child, right? Is there a hard conversation that you're putting off? Confront the bully, right? Is there something that, you know, you're not living in the moment about? Is there something that you can slow down, soak it in a little bit more? and cherish that moment. Thanks for joining me on this week's episode. And as always, if you have interest on a topic, want to be a part of the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to me on social media, or you can email me at luke at greatness-blueprint.com. I'd love to hear from you. And if you could do me a favor, I'd love if you could subscribe to my podcast. Just click the subscribe button, and you'll be updated on every time there's a new release. We have more guest episodes coming soon, including a mental health expert, financial literacy lessons, an author working on a new children's universe, and much more. Until next time, stay on your path, stay inspired, and above all, stay great. We'll see you soon.